On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Hey guys, what's up? This is Josh Norman. This is Joe Gibbs. You listen to Redskins Talk with J.P. Finley. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast. In a town that is capitals crazy, rightfully so, we are still here to bring you the Redskins information you need to get through your day, your week, your month. The legend is back in town having celebrated a birthday. Rich Tandler, how the hell are you, my man? Doing very well. Now, we're going to talk about your vacation later in the podcast, but for right now, I just I got to ask you, did you hear when Pete sang to you happy birthday in the last podcast? I, I did not hear that. I mean, I, I saw the tweet that he did it, but I did not actually hear the uh, the performance. But do, do you want what? What do you call it? An encore? You want me, I can get a lighter out, start no, swaying side no. to side. No, too, too late, too late. Maybe we do it in person. Are there OTAs this Wednesday? There are, right? There are. No, I think we'll do it in person in the media room. We'll get everybody to sing to you. What do you think? I won't stop you if you really if you really want to do that. Okay, I don't really want to do that. Okay, good. Weirdly, we have Pete self-muting himself. Well, so so everybody knows I'm the only idiot that schlepped into the office in a torrential rain downpour. I'm in the studio. Taylor, are you live from the Lazy Boy? I'm live from the Lazy Boy. We're reporting currently no rain in Ashburn, Virginia, although we had some earlier. Everything's always great in Tandlerville. That that should be a you t-shirt. Hockey Mitch is out there in the hockey universe doing hockey things. We tried to track him down. He was only available at midnight Pacific time. So we had to we had to enterprise on without him. And Pete is on a self mute because he's driving in the torrential rain and the car is and it's so loud. So we're gonna use Pete sparingly, but Pete say hello. Hello, JP and Rich. Rich, good to have you back. I'm sorry you didn't hear my performance. I poured my heart and soul into it, so maybe I'll give you a repeat at some point. You wanna give him like the first two lines right now? Yeah, I can do a couple bars. Um Sorry, I'm a little hoarse from the Caps game last night. Happy birthday, Swaggy T. Right, that's good. That, that's, that's enough. That's, <laughs> thank you. Taylor, on a scale of 1 to 10. It, 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 it's the thought that counts. Let's keep in mind that's coming through the phones. So that's losing some of the treble and the bass there, so it's probably a little better live. All right, it Pete. is a little tinny, yes. Yeah. So are you, so. Back to mute so you don't sound like Noah's Ark, Pete. Very weird to mute myself, I must admit. <laughs> it's it's high time. All right, some things to go over. Podcast party, June 14th, Matchbox in Ashburn. For all the folks that, that live out in Loudoun and Points West that have said to us in the past, y'all got to do a podcast party out here. We are doing the podcast party out there. This is a Tandler home game. 
Tandler has said, Tandler seems to be wavering on letting us camp out in his backyard. Is that right? I'm not wavering at all. You will not be permitted to camp out in my backyard. Well, Tandler, do you know who is permitting us to camp out in his backyard? I don't know, but I'm not really worried about it. I, I lo- got a lot more kickoff return touchdowns than you do, Tandler. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how little Tandler pays attention while he's on vacation because this was revealed on last week's podcast. B. Mitch said we can go to his house late after the party and he's going to fire up the margarita machine and and the, the smaller party will keep going. And you're not invited to that, Tandler, so take that. That's all right. Have fun. All right, so we're really excited. I went and scoped out Matchbox. I met the GM, Jason. They have an awesome bar. If you've ever, Taylor, I'm guessing you've been there, right? Yeah. So you walk in, and to the left is a whole huge bar area that they're going to let us set up shop. And then, assuming it's nice weather, it's June 14th, we can kind of be in that outside area too. I know Hockey Mitch, if he ever returns to our planet, loves to sit outside and enjoy the evening. I know uh, some of the folks I know from Redskins Park that I expect to attend like to smoke a cigar in the evening. I, I would think we you could smoke a cigar outside, right, Danler? Virginia doesn't have so. crazy laws like Maryland, right? No, I think it's clear. All right, so June 14th, put it on your calendar. It's going to be fun. Let's talk a little caps. All right, we got a lot to get through. I think this Football Outsiders every year puts out their adjusted interceptions total, and I think this is going to be a fairly hot-button topic for us because um, two quarterbacks that matter a lot to Redskins fans are are rather prominently featured on this thing. So um, we're going to talk about that. We are also going to talk about Because it's June and there's not all that much to talk to players about, I kind of dug into some numbers last week and found the Redskins are clearly committed to run defense, but maybe it's in spots you weren't exactly expecting. And then the the much-awaited Tandler vacation review will come at the end of this episode. It'll be worth waiting for. Oh, of course. We'll get the IPA total. We'll get the number of dinners out. Pete's going to give you a tutorial on how to take pictures to tweet out because some of them were very bad, and uh, it's going to be fun. So let's get down to business, starting with the caps. What looked more fun to you, Pete, the inside of Capital One Arena in the closing minutes of the Caps Game 3 Stanley Cup win or outside of Capital One Arena in the opening minutes after that win when people were just going ballistic? I'll take the outside every time just because there are trees you can climb on, steps you can gather on. You're way more unlimited in your movement. In Capital One, you're kind of just limited to your chair and maybe the chair to the left and right of you. But the streets, I mean, that's your canvas. You can do whatever the hell you want after they went out there. So you also, I think I might go there Monday night. You also take the outside because you have no chance of getting inside. Is that correct? Yeah, that's also just the peak of what I'd be able to do. So outside for my basic means and because it looks more fun. Before anybody gets silly and starts saying that we're idiots or whatever, obviously winning the game is more important. There's no debate about that. The Caps were awesome that whole game. I mean, they really only had one mental boner by by Holpe that was just a silly fluke goal. The Caps are the better team in this series. They have been. They thoroughly were in Game 3. So don't get anything we're saying confused. We're just talking about what looked like more fun. Tandler, what say you? Right, and they have not yet won the series, too. Let's get that clear also. To me, inside, it would be cooler. For me, not look, I am not the kind of— You're not climbing any trees? Climb trees or lampposts or— I think Grant Paulson had a tweet this morning where uh, 
some guy came up and just kissed him on the cheek. Was that you, Taylor? Something on his phone. It was not me. I was not down there. But that that's not really my scene. I would have liked to have been inside cheering the caps on in uh in a more in a more civilized manner. Perhaps with an IPA. Whoa. Know, that would have been nice. Honest question though for you, Taylor. Considering what must have been a mess trying to like park and get around down there because they had all the streets closed for all the people outside. Would you have rather just watched it from the comfort of your lazy boy or would you have liked to be down there last night? Most of the time it would be the, the former, but, but last night it would have been being there. I do like Because the, it's the cup? Yeah. I mean, it's big. It's, you know, it's a big game. It's a big deal. I like uh, events like that. It's a big event. Yeah, that's an event and a half. All right, so. Taylor would have also liked to see Shaggy perform live. Taylor, would you pick Shaggy or Sting as your guy? I have no idea. Is, is this Sting of formerly the police? Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, dude. You think there's it a new Sting? Thing. I, think I don't it, know. If, somebody, if some rapper stole his name or something, I don't know. I got to be honest. I assume it's that Sting. I don't really know. Pete, do you know? Pete doesn't know who the police are. I mean, he looked like an old white lead singer of a band, so I think it's probably the same guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost positive it's it's the guy from the police. Okay. I like Sting, and, and I like the police, so I would definitely take Sting. Taylor, if I say it wasn't me, do you know what that means? No. Pete? She caught me red-handed. <laughs> so I've thought of a game, and we're going to need Tim Shover's audio expertise to, to pull this off. I want Tandler and Pete to submit to me, depending on time, right, like three to five songs, and we each play a snippet of, like we play a snippet of Tandler's list for Pete and see if Pete can get any of them. And then we play a snippet of Pete's list for Tandler and see if any of Tandler can get any of them. I think that'll be really funny. So I've never loved an idea more in my entire life. Without a live studio audience, I'm just going to assume everybody else thinks that'll be funny. So I'm going to game four. I'm going Monday night. And if they win, which I think they're going to, Caps at six. I've been saying it forever. I'm done with jinxes. Don't come at me with that jinx nonsense. Caps and six. I am going to cl- try to climb something. So, Pete, if you're there, we'll meet up outside, and preferably a tree. I think at 36 years old, a tree is easier than a light post, but I'm climbing something. Yeah, I'll I'll be the guy who kind of puts his hands, and I can, like, give you a boost and get you onto that first branch, and from there, it's all you. I don't know that I need a boost. I don't know that I need a boost. Taylor, you think I need a boost? It depends on how high the branch is. All right. Well, don't. if there's any lawyers listening... None of this counts because I don't know what's legal. And two, if my wife's listening, I'm kidding about all of this. Sound fair? Sure. All right. Is that Caps Talk wrapped up? Yep. I'm saying Caps and Six. What are you saying, Taylor? Let's see. I'll go five. Whoa! I, I, I think uh, Vegas is uh, is beaten and dispirited right now. They're taking on water, they, man. They just kind of, you know, it was a magic carpet ride. And when, it, when it ends... They crash, they crash hard. Well, dude, they don't have an elite player, right? Like, I'm no hockey yeah. expert, but Flurry's getting beat now, and they don't have anybody on Ovi's level, Kuzi's level, maybe Backstrom's level. I, we need Rob Carl in the face of hockey to come back and, and set us straight, but I don't see how the Caps lose this thing. Pete, what say you? You know, I felt that way in the Tampa Bay series when they were up 2 nothing, and it went all the way to 7. So I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself and say five. I like six. I think six is a good number to land on. All right. There it is. Caps talk. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? 
Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together. Now time for Adjusted Interceptions. So this is footballoutsiders.com. Really cool website. They crunch a lot of numbers and uh, come up with some innovative stats. And every year they do this Adjusted Interceptions. And uh, I'm just going to read how they like assess it, right? When is an interception not an interception? Typically, when a defender drops a pass that he should have caught or when a wide receiver makes a big play to turn what should have been a turnover into an incompletion instead. On the other hand, sometimes quarterbacks are charged with interceptions that aren't really their fault. Hail Mary passes, for example, are those that bounce off a receiver's hands and directly into a defender's. So the three of us watch consume a lot of football. We see these types of plays all the time, correct? Right. The two QBs that I find particularly interesting on this list are the quarterback that's going. McCoy and Kevin Hogan? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Um, Good. I was hoping you would bring them up. RG3 and John Beck. No. Uh, John Beck is my go-to whipping boy whenever it's time to make a joke about a quarterback. So, sorry, John, I guess. Sack nine times, guys. The Bills had four sacks coming into the game for the entire season. For me, and this is obvious, it, well, Taylor, who should we talk about? Let's well, let's talk about the guy whose numbers don't look as good in this as they did in the other interception category, that being last year's Redskins quarterback, Kirk Cousins. All right. I was going to start with Alex, but let's start with Kirk. So last year, Kirk had a good season. Let's be crystal clear about that. It wasn't his best season to me. The best football he ever played came in 2015. That late season stretch they went on, he was on fire. I think 2016 were certainly his gaudiest statistics, but I, I think they threw the ball too much. They, he threw the ball 600 times. I, I think the offense was was not nearly balanced enough. And then 2017, I would argue, he said he was playing the best football of his career. I think certainly the best football of his career was probably December of 2015. Big play here for Philadelphia defensively. Cousins, touch on that pass. Drops it in the bucket. Pierre Garcon. Touchdown, Redskins. But I tell you what, Taylor, before we go to the adjusted INTs, when was Kirk better to you? 2016 or 2017? 2016. Okay, so uh, we'll just run through the numbers. 2015, when they went on the late run, they won the NFC East in what was a really, really down NFC East. Kirk completed almost 70% of his passes, 69.8, 4,166 yards, 29 TDs, 11 picks. 2016 was the crazy yardage total. He almost got to 5,000 yards. Completed 67% of his passes, threw the ball 606 times, which is nuts. 4,917 yards, 25 TDs, 12 picks. 2017, last year, threw the ball 540 times, completed 64% of his passes, just over 4,000 yards, 4,093, 27 TDs, 13 picks. 
All right. So 13 interceptions is the number to remember when we go to this adjusted interception rate. So per football outsiders, their data suggests that Kirk had nine interceptions dropped by defenders. So that would take his total from 13 up to 22. Of the 13 he threw, two of those shouldn't have counted against him because they were tipped by his own wide receivers into the hands of a defender. And I think I can remember one of them. I'm curious. If anybody remembers them, spit it out because I'm curious. But that brings his adjusted interception total up to 20. So his interception rate for 2017 was 2.2%. The adjusted rate is 3.4%. About a 30% increase or so? No, I'm a bad math guy. But a pretty big jump from 13 to 20. Taylor, what do you take from these numbers? Do they, how about this? Let's start here. Does that number seem wrong to you? No, not necessarily. I, I, you know, one thing, drops can be very subjective. And, you know, as far as, you know, a, a wide receiver, you know, they, they keep drop stats and those can vary somewhat from, from source to source that you look at. So I'm sure they can here, you know, is it, are they counting if the defender got, Two hands on the ball is that, you know, even my, though he may be lunging, diving upside down in the air, driving for the interception, that still counts as a drop. Does it have to be hidden between the numbers to be a drop? You know, I'm sure it's somewhere in between, but where do they, where do they draw the line there when determining what, what a drop is? So I think as long as they're consistent across quarterbacks, though, I guess that's what really matters, right? Right. And I think you see that in any statistic that isn't, yards or catches you know something that happened anything else is gonna be a bit subjective yes pete what about you does does kirk's everybody realizes last year deshaun kaiser threw 22 picks most in the nfl cam newton was second with 16 Mariota third at 15 cutler roethlisberger Simeon all through 14 and then kirk was tied for seventh most picks in the nfl with a bunch of dudes bortles Derek carr flacco eli and dak so it's not like kirk wasn't throwing a lot of picks anyway. I mean, he's seventh in the NFL in interceptions, but Kaiser was way out in front. But a guy like Cam Newton, who was MVP of the league three seasons ago through 16. So you take what you want from the stat. Big Ben, who everybody would take on their team, through 14. Right. Pete, are you yeah. surprised by the numbers? What's your reaction? I'm not that surprised. I can't really remember like any specific examples, but it felt like Kirk was just one of those quarterbacks where once or twice a game he would make a pass and then everybody in the press box would kind of go, oh, what was what was he thinking? And the passes could be nearly intercepted or hit a defender in the hand. So I'm, I'm not too surprised that that number goes up significantly when you account for other types of near interception. I agree, dude, because the thing with Kirk is a lot of his picks. How many picks did he throw in the Giants game last game of the year? Intercepted by Dominique Rogers, Cromarty. And that could very well end the year for Washington. Two, three, two or three. I don't know. I know it was at least two because it was at uh, least two. I think it was three, dude. It was three. There are times when Kirk throws the ball directly to defenders where where he just doesn't. He either is expecting a receiver to break a route or or that's where his read takes him and it's throwing to a spot, which is what a a lot of coaches want you to do. And when you're throwing, when you throw and when, when actual interceptions occur, when it's right into a linebacker's belly or right into a corner's hands. There's going to be a certain percentage of those that occur where the linebacker drops it or the corner doesn't make the play. So I'm not surprised. To me, it seems a little gaudy to go from 13 to 20. That's a pretty sizable jump, but I, I'm not going to reverse crunch these numbers either. I'm not going to watch all the tape and see if that's right. It'd be cool if we could ever get 
an honest answer from from Kavanaugh or Gruden about that kind of question, I don't think that's going to happen. No. But on the adjusted interception list, the company's not nearly as pretty as it was on the actual interception list. So on the adjusted interception list, Kaiser still takes the cake. He had 22 actual picks, adjusted picks, only goes up to 23, which I find kind of interesting. Two of Kaiser's were Hail Marys. Then Trevor Simeon. Kirk is tied with Trevor Simeon with 20 adjusted picks. After Kirk is Winston, Carr, Roethlisberger's number goes up to 18. Stafford's number goes up to 18. All right, so let's get to some of the other side of this. Mr. Chick Hernandez in the building. Chick and I are the only idiots out here in the uh, in the cold rain. We are dumb. All right, sports fans, we have a surprise guest. Chick Hernandez is here. What's up, man? I uh, took my boat, came in. I've got my... Uh, you got all the animals on there? Two by two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, uh, yeah. It's a bit damp outside. Swaggy T's on the phone. He just celebrated a birthday. Really? Hey, Chick. I did. What uh, what birthday number is that? We didn't ask. Oh, we didn't ask? No. You can disclose if you want, Tandler, but I didn't ask. Number 63. 63. Well done, sir. You don't don't look a day over 62, though, so that's pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) Pete Haley's also on the phone. Self-muted, thank God, because he's driving through this rain. So, Chick, I'm going to bring you up to speed quickly. The football outsiders do a list every year with adjusted interception totals. So think about interceptions, okay. Hail Marys, and, you know, halftime. Mm-hmm. Do those, should those really count? Right. No, but they do. And then there's also where defenders have a clear interception and it gets dropped. And, you know, corners aren't receivers. They drop the ball. Right. That sort of thing. And then there's also where it's a good throw to a receiver who doesn't catch it, tips it up, and then the corner or safety gets it. Right. Adjusted interception total. Got it. Kirk Cousins had a real interception total last year of 13. Mm-hmm. By football outsiders, they have his adjusted interception total at 20. So that thing went, it, it moved up significantly. Sure. Yeah. Does the number surprise you? No, because we saw Kirk do a lot of things and got away with stuff. You recall moments of, ooh, that's not a, and then you, they got lucky, right? Uh, right. So does not surprise me uh, if you talk to Jay Gruden and you listen to him all last year. If you can read between the lines, you saw that he was not always thrilled with Kirk's decision-making, and that's been the big thing with him. Well, there was one, was that last season where they were mic'd up and Kirk threw the pick down at the goal line, and uh, Jay was like, what the hell? And yeah. Kirk's like, that's the read, that's the read, and they kind of got into it. Right. All right, that's pretty much what the group said with right. Kirk. And, and my thing is, some of the picks he threw were directly into the belly of a linebacker. Absolutely. And it, if that happens with some frequency, there's going to be ones that are dropped with some frequency. <laughs> And none of this is to say that Kirk isn't a good quarterback, because no. I think we all agree that he is. Top 15. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Yep. All right, so let's go to the new guy then. Let's look at Alex Smith's numbers. Ooh. And these, for the four of us, we don't have the file on Alex that we have on Kirk. I, I've tried to go back and watch some games and watch some film, but we've lived, breathed Kirk Cousins for since he's become a starter. We, right. Alex Smith has a much longer track record in this league. So Alex Smith, last season... Let's go through his numbers because last season was far and away his best season. You know the highlights. He led the NFL in passer rating. He was really, really damn good. If you watched when the Skins played out there on Monday night, he led the game-winning drive. On the run, and it is caught. Albert Wilson all the way down to the Washington 35-yard line. So Alex Smith last year, 505 passes, pass attempts, completed 67.5% of his passes, 4,042 yards. So just getting over that 4,000-yard mark. And for those keeping score, that's the only time in his career he's gone over 4,000 yards. 26 TDs, just five interceptions. So 
That's a low INT total. Very low. Football outsiders, however, say that Alex Smith threw five interceptions but had five defensive dropped interceptions. So his adjusted total would be 10 picks. Tandler, without much of a file on Smith, numbers sound about right. What do you think? Yeah, you know, five dropped interceptions. I, you know, hard to uh, hard to argue with that. No hail marys, no tips, no uh, no tip and drop. So that uh, that is pretty straightforward. The other thing I'd like to know about these numbers, and they're probably somewhere here in the archives of FootballOutsiders.com, is how consistent are they from year to year? You know, yeah, does, does, like a guy like Alex Smith, a guy like Kirk. Yeah, you know, are they? Does Kirk tend to throw, you know, what was it? Nine drops. God, that was about, nobody had more than that. Nine dropped interceptions. So, so I, I how about this, Taylor? Year to year. In 2016, yeah. I just pulled this up. 2016, Kirk threw 12 picks, and they have him for four dropped picks, making it 16 is his adjusted total. Smith, the same year, threw eight picks, and they have him for three drops, so that's 11. I can go back one more year, probably. The other thing that I think is pretty interesting to note with Alex, he hasn't had double-digit interceptions since 2010. Pete, how old were you in 2010? 16 years old. Yeah. I had, uh, maybe just got my like learner's permit. You can't drive at 16 anymore? Uh, I think it's 15 and nine months you get your permit, so I was like driving under the supervision of an adult. Wow. I think you still need to be driving under the supervision yeah, of an adult. Pretty much. Um, all right, so and here's 2015. Kirk threw 11 picks in 2015. This actually makes me feel better about saying 2015 was his best ever season. He threw 11 picks in 2015. Football Outsiders has him for four drops, but one of his picks was a tipped pick, if that makes sense, where mm-hmm. a receiver tipped it up. And that actually might be the play. A lot of us remember Ryan Grant in the in the Georgia Dome. Remember that one yep. in overtime? Pressure coming. He gets rid of it. That's No, he never got to it. Yeah, that was just a bad out route. The Alford just jumped it. And he fell down. Away. He fell down. Yeah, uh, he so, okay, he never touched yeah, he it. He never got his hand on the ball. Uh, all right, I remembered something. But, but that's the point about these is clearly uh, it wasn't tipped, but Cousins got charged with that interception, but is it really fair to do that? that right. That's what yeah. a lot of these are, you know, like you just talked about, thrown to a spot. That was my read. The right. receiver takes another read. The quarterback gets gets the pick when he maybe he shouldn't. Say night against the Cowboys this year where Crowder hit him right in the hands and it bounced off and Heath intercepted it. Crowder's been a hot receiver for Cousins. Goes that way, through his hands, and intercepted by Jeff Heath. That was Brutal. an interception that was on Crowder and not and that, Cousins. That was just boat race. Being at that game was god-awful. But continuing with the trend, Smith in 2015 actually had seven picks. Adjusted rate brings it up to 11 with four drops. So we've now looked at three years of the data. If I could, it, it appears we have both the regular INT total and the adjusted INT total support the theory that Alex just throws less picks than Kirk. Throws less picks, uh, and you're talking what you said last year was five adjusted for Alex Smith. That's over a 16-game schedule. Right. So uh, ah, he might have gotten the last game off, right? So it might have been 15. Yeah. He did. But, all right, so but you're talking about a, 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 a high percentage of a guy making the right decisions, and you have to you have to feel comfortable with this guy at least for the next two years. I say. Well, and and the other thing I would say, Kirk last season 
Now, granted, he was getting hit a ton because they were playing by, behind a lot of different offensive lines, mm-hmm. but he was fumbling more than I think necessarily should have been. Taylor, I don't. Do you agree with that? The fumbles uh, seem like they started to add up. Pocket awareness yeah, I, was sketchy. I don't know what he should have been. That's a good I point. Mean, I mean, yeah, he was knows? he was getting under fire from all sides there with with Trent Ailing with uh, Moses was no Inseki in there pretty well. No Inseki, uh, the interior shuffling all over the place. So, uh, you know, I think I would give him a pass if he fumbled. Uh, if he fumbled a couple more times, then uh, I do feel like the, I'm talking. We need a good stat place for fumbles, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting discussion. I don't think it leads us to any new conclusions, though. No, no. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, you know, it, it's an interesting concept that they that they track that. And we just went over the, the year to year. So there is a degree of consistency there. But, you know, I, when you're looking at, at things in, in single digits, at, what did you say, 606 pass attempts for yeah. a couple of years ago? These guys are all throwing over 500. It's, you know, it, a lot of it is, is, is luck and bounces of the ball. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, that was a fun discussion anyway. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, and we can be quick on this. I wrote an article over... I don't know, last week or something. Did you guys realize that Orlando Skandrick grades out as one of the best run-stopping corners? He's top 10 in the NFL. And I found that interesting. And, and here's what the question I will pose to you. The Skins absolutely made stopping the run a priority this offseason. I, I think we saw that by them taking Deron Payne in the first round. I think we saw that adding Tim Settle. I think bringing Zach Brown back. A lot of these things point towards getting better stopping the run. Do you think that was a part of their thinking with Skandrick, or did they kind of just get lucky there? No, I, I think the brass right now is beginning to think like football people. And I think Orlando Skandrick, uh, certainly, you know, the scouting department knows the exact numbers you're looking at right now. Sure. And I'm getting the numbers from Pro Football Focus, right. and I know that they're looking at Pro Football Focus, too. No question. So they're seeing that, and they get an opportunity to say, look, we can get Skandrick, and this guy is really good against the run, and that's one of our uh, major areas of concern. Why not, on, from the corner sp- position, make that a priority? And not even a priority, but it's, that is a bonus. It's a bonus. It's a I'll, bonus. Give you, I'll give you a bonus, bonus because yeah. looking at this list at the PFF uh, run-stop percentage list, DRC, who they Dominique Rogers Cromarty, who they courted prior to Skandrick, right. is nowhere on the list, and the list goes sixty-five deep. Right. Bonus. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. I mean, he he was their second choice, so that has to be kept in mind before uh, giving them uh, too many pats on the back for uh, Skandrick <laughs> being a good run stopper. They would rather have had DRC. Mm-hmm. JP, hey, do you see any Redskins on that list? Like, where's the, are there any guys that we can compare Skandrick to? Yeah, so the highest rated. Redskin from last season is Josh Norman at 13. And I think we'd all agree Norman is for a star corner, for a guy with a high profile at that position like Josh has, he is never scared to mix it up in tackling. Like you've seen a lot of corners that just kind of want to try to run a guy out of bounds or whatever. I mean, who was it that Norman put in the arm bar and almost ripped his Jimmy arm Graham. off? Jimmy yeah. Graham. I'll remember it until I die. After Norman at 13. It's a bit much, Pete. <laughs> Pete, Pete, we've learned that Pete's lived a very sheltered life. He doesn't okay. have a heck of a lot. Breland came in at 32. So Skandrick immediately. Now, this is one season on Pro Football Focus, so take it for what you will. But Skandrick immediately becomes a uh, their their best run-stopping corner. And just pulling up his career numbers from Pro Football Focus, he's been... 
He was not good early in his career, and then he had two. I don't know. It's hard to say if that was looking at these numbers. It's hard to say if that was the exception or the rule. So we'll find out this fall. And then the other guy, and I wrote about this, Pernell McPhee. And I think we all kind of talked about this when they signed him. He performs well against the run. And if he can, the biggest question with McPhee, I think, is they got him on a song for, for what they signed him for. If he can stay healthy, I think there's value there, especially because I think he looks to be the type of guy that can perform well on second and eight, and and it's not overly dependent on him getting to the passer. Taylor, I was curious if on your vacation you read up on Pernell McPhee at all. I I did not, but uh, I'm pretty – it's okay. No, but but his size alone makes him a – you know, it makes sense that he he plays well against the run. And, uh, you know, it's – you don't, I don't think we'll see him in there on first and 10, but I think we'll see him in there on third and three a lot. So here are the stats. Pro Football Focus gave McPhee in a plus 11.2 in 2017. This is against the run, and he ranked 13th overall in 3-4 outside linebackers. Kerrigan was on that list at 8th. Gallette was on the list at 10th. So it's not like McPhee comes in as the highest rated OLB for the Skins, but Chick, you know more than anybody whatever happened in the breakdown between the Skins and Gallette and Junior. Mm. Junior's still unsigned. I think he wants more money than the market is no is outlaying. No question. Um, and I probably more oper- a more guaranteed opportunity mm-hmm. role, right? Right. Um, I don't know, Pete. As the closest to the fan here. You were excited about neither Skandrick or McPhee. Do I have that right? I think the fans were kind of annoyed at Skandrick and t- treated McPhee as a, okay, whatever. That was like, we'll read it on the bottom of the scroll on NFL channels and move on for the rest of our day. So Why annoyed with Skandrick? Com- Just because they wanted that? DRC? Yeah, the and the fact that he's been injured so much, and there's a little bit of a cowboy bias, and the fact that he's older. Just, That's fair. Just, just a little bit of a cowboy bias. <laughs> <laughs> is still unsigned. DRC and Gallette are still unsigned, which is kind of interesting considering both were offered deals by the Redskins. Right. If I was if I was putting money down, I think, you know, because Junior has said, I'm contemplating retirement. I, I don't think there's a chance in, in no way double hockey sticks no way. since we're in the Capitals land here that that takes place. I think he's going to come to his senses. He'll get a decent enough, and it'll be incentive-laden, and he'll have a chance to prove himself. You don't work that hard to come back from exactly. two Achilles right. to then retire after playing a season, right. in my opinion. Yeah. But, hey, man, you got to get paid. I understand that. But it, it is interesting that Gallette and Rogers Cromartie were both offered contracts from this team. They might have been low ball or not, but they haven't signed anywhere else. They're waiting. Tandler? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're. It's, I mean, if they're comfortable with it, you know, waiting out sometime in uh, between now and, uh, say, 1st of August, they'll probably find jobs. And, and right. Probably not making as much money as they thought they were. You know, who else is unsigned? Jonathan Hankins. Hankins, I heard Des Bryant is unsigned. Really? Is, has Des right? signed anywhere? That's right. That shocks me. Not signed anywhere. Taylor, rank them in order of likeliest to sign with the Redskins. Des, Hankins, DRC, and Junior. I feel like I'm more likely to sign with the Redskins than Des Bryant. So uh, put me on that list if you could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think any of them are. I don't think this. Put them in order, said, dude. It's it's it, it's unrankable. <laughs> Really? You gonna rank it? Zero, check? zero is the I'm binary. Okay, zero. That's a good spot binary. to be binary. Uh, that's, that's it's good. Zero. I like that answer. Actually, I, I, yeah, zero dude. for all four. I think, 
I think zero for all four. If anybody, maybe it'd be Hankins, but I think the Tim Settle draft pick ended the Hankins discussion. Pete, do you want to take a stab at ranking those dudes? Hankins is, I think, the only could maybe, just maybe, 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 but Dez is definitely not. And the other couple are also, I would say zero. So I can, you can call me binary Pete if you want for today. No, we're calling you Peter, by the way. Okay. Thank you, James. All right. It's time for vacation reviews. Chick, you may not know this. Tandler was in the outer banks for a week. He, um, he behaves much differently on the road with his family and friends than he does on the road with me and Mitch. Yeah. Um, Pete, you probably do know this went to ocean city for Memorial day. And we, we haven't had Pete and Taylor on the podcast together really? to compare their trips. I also went to Las Vegas for a few days. Hmm. I think people know how I did because I could hardly speak for a week. Right. Um, what I'd like to do is, Pete, tell Tandler what you did on whatever day that was where you were such a dummy and woke up at 6 a.m. to stand in the secrets parking lot. <sighs> and we're going to have... Tandler and Chick judge zero to ten how much of a dummy you are, and then Tandler's going to give us his much-awaited vacation review. Well, Tandler might actually like this because it involves waking up way too early. So I woke up at five forty to get in line for Secrets, which is the one of the biggest bars on the East Coast, just an absolute paradise uh, in Ocean City. So I got in line at seven. And you get in line at 7 to make sure you can get in the door at 9 a.m. And then you just drink your face off until like 4 p.m. Um, the cover charge was $40, which definitely. Oh, my God. Good. Yeah. So you're just walking in, giving 40 bucks away. And that's just a set foot on the. What did you do while you stood in line for two and a half hours? Yeah. So there was donuts that we bought, which nice. were actually a dollar each. That was actually well charged. Um, and you could bring like bottles of vodka or something oh. if you want to pregame. But who would want to pregame? It was the hot sun. And it, it would have been two hours of just standing there and drinking vodka. So I just, we just kind of bided our time, kind of looked around and thought to ourselves, why is everyone here? Why are we all doing How many people are in this line? It would have to be at least 1,500 to 2,000. Holy crap. It was... JP, uh, we got in line at 7, and you look up at 710, and there are a 1,000 people. How, just how was there no video of this, sense. by the way? I mean, you took no video. There's this. usually pictures online. Yeah, but like. Yeah, if you, if you just, I, there's like news helicopters flying above us. There are trucks everywhere. Like, it was a known thing that weekend that yeah, but last it time was I... just a mass of humanity, and they all were just 22 to 23-year-olds just looking to have fun, but also just do it in a, in a very irresponsible and stupid way. When there are a million other bars in Ocean City that you can oh, welcome go to, to Pete's at a normal world. time and not pay 40 bucks for. The 40 is a real kick in, yeah. kick in the where you yeah. know. I've got stock of the yeah. secret, so, so is I'm there, happy. Is there, like, is, is there like live entertainment? Are there hookers for your 40? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. The podcast just exploded. The 40 I, mean, I like get you in the door. Chandler. I mean, there was like Thanks. dirty sea. If you count entertainment as dirty seawater. So, Taylor, hold on, Pete. The bar actually backs up to the bay, like, is I think it's called Asa Woman Bay in Ocean City. So you can like be in the water and be at the bar. So it is a cool bar. Mm-hmm. It's massive. There's like four different bars. I've been to Secrets. I it's not my thing. I would probably not go back. I certainly wouldn't do what Pete did. Uh, but it is a cool spot. But for forty bucks, I think you're just getting in the door and then they have a bunch of bands. Pete, do I have that right? Uh, there was there's not a band to be had the day I went. It was just all like DJs playing. Ugh. Um you're basically just entertaining yourself. Are you Which sure you didn't hard. walk to like, they have like that reggae area where there's always bands. Oh yeah. We walked all around and I did not see a single band performing. All I saw was okay, a bunch and then, of gross water. That's what, all I saw. 
what what was your bar tab on top of the forty dollar uh, mm. and uh, um, cover? You know, that's, a good, that's a good question. Taylor going like, Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah, this is really, the money. I expect to be interrogated like this, but Bernstein kind of a Blair guy, evenly. by the way. What did you say, Chick? I said Bernstein, a Blair guy, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I've heard there's another one of those guys around. Um, Don't yeah, dodge the question, Pete. My, my bar tab wasn't too bad because we kind of split, unlike the podcast party where you guys just make me pay for everything. So <laughs> No, you, you know, dummy. Bought, you promised everything at the podcast party. I bought a couple orange crushes here, a couple dirty bananas there. You know, just regular What stuff. the hell so is maybe, a dirty banana? It's just absolutely okay. divine. It's a divine drink. It's divine. better than anything I've ever had. Wow. <laughs> you, you don't know what it is, okay. do you? We're, uh, we're like a the frozen, it's a kind of like a smoothie with chocolate in it, and it made you drunk, so it okay. was just wonderful. All mm-hmm. right, Taylor, I interrupted you, so zero to ten on the... Ten. Du- ten. <laughs> Idiot meeting. Higher than ten. Honey. 30. What? 100. I think a 40 on the idiot Dumb. scale is appropriate because of the $40 cover. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> there you I, go. I'm with oh, you. Oh, I thought we were writing this on a scale of 1 to 10 from funness. And I was like, wow, Taylor, oh, no. that sounds fun. I no. knew that was too good to be true. Taylor, no. well, no. Let, let's ask the question then. Taylor, does that sound fun to you? No. I, I there were no, Taylor, when there I were no lazy day. boys, from what I could tell. No lazy that boys in any it, part of Secret. It would not have been fun even when I was pre Wow. Chick, um, I'm judged by that. All right, let's get a rating on the idiot meter, which is you, you can m- pick your rating. Yeah. Uh, 99. <laughs> all right. 99. And then does it sound fun to you? Uh, does not sound fun. Uh, no. No. I mean, you're standing <laughs> around in the sun for, and you're spending 40 bucks just to get to in so you can spend in. more money drinking. No band. I mean, there, there's got to have been a band. He's saying there's no band. Po- How late did you last, Pete? When did you leave? Like noon? No, we stayed till like three thirty. And there was no band. At th- like wow. you guys are, you guys don't understand. People my age don't give a crap about bands. We just want somebody standing at a keyboard playing Chainsmokers all day. A band is actually like an inconvenience. When I go to a bar and there's a band there, I get pissed off. Really? Because like, why? Did you, who do you want? Like Hootie and the Blowfish or like the Rolling Stones? Like nobody wants a band. I don't think I want the Rolling. Stones. Do you Stones. think the Rolling Stones would play Secrets? Yeah, Pete, you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, maybe George <laughs> Thomas from the Beatles. Yeah, your guy George. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, oh, Taylor band. doesn't know that story. You... No, I caught it somewhere. All okay. right, good. Yeah. I've got, right. By the way, by the way uh, teaser. I've got a vacation coming up. Ooh, where are you going? I can't say. I'm finalizing the details. Uh, Is it a, a golf major... trip or like a family trip? I'm just going to tell you, it's a major, major vacation, and we'll drop the note. Okay. When's the next podcast? Constantly. We'll we'll do one at OTAs. Will you be ready for by Wednesday? Sure. All right. Nice. And do we get to rate your vacation afterwards? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. Now, Tandler, it's time for you to to, to open up, man. How was the Outer well, Banks? I don't know. It was good. It was, you know, it was just quiet family vacation. How um, many IPAs, and, uh, dude? We get to guess. One. One the whole time? One. One. Now, do you, like, secretly drink liquor IPA? the whole week, or you just don't drink? No. I just don't drink. How can you be? It's not that atmosphere all right but when we're on the road at 11 a.m on saturday you want to know why we're not at the bar yet Ooh, that's a different atmosphere <laughs> and what so what do you do in the outer banks go uh go sit on the beach walk up and down the beach and then we get a house with a pool in the afternoon we usually go in the pool Who, who's the I crowd go, your wife how many people like uh yeah it's my wife and then these uh bishops it's her best friend from growing up you know like forever Obviously, my friends too by now. Her husband and uh, 
then they have uh, like two thirty something about JP age kids. Ooh. Um, and, when do you pay the forty dollar cover charge? Thank Is you. That when you get there, or, they, or when you leave, or what? And are they swingers? <laughs> I got oh, knocked up. <laughs> Tim, Tim, get rid of that, please. <laughs> leave it in, Silvers. Um, but uh, it, so we had uh, you know, weather was not great. We had like what, but we really only had one afternoon, and then the following morning were were complete washouts from the rain. Right. Where were you, so, Corolla? Kerala upper we're like uh we're like the last I believe it's the last turn before you hit the the four wheel drive oh wow way up, up. north on 12 that's so way up that's pretty pretty part of the world um you bring the dog no that's one of my everybody there everybody there has multiple dogs and if, if we all bought dogs to the house it would be I gotcha crazy a zoo yeah like because if one person brings one everybody else wants to bring theirs etc yeah the last time I was in the Outer Banks, we were actually in, I think we were in Kerala, um, and or what's just above it, like Southern Shores or something? Below it. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's where we were. I don't know. And then Southern Shores is south of that. And we brought our dog. That was one of my favorite things every morning was taking the dog out on the beach, because I guess we were there early enough you could do it, or maybe you couldn't, and we just didn't care. I'm not really sure. But my quick Outer Banks story, and then we'll get the hell out of here, is the last time I was there... Um, I, I am the, my, my wife is the oldest of four girls. So the three younger sisters at that point, nobody was married, all had their guys with them, boyfriends, whoever. And the youngest who is now my brother-in-law, they're married. He's my best buddy. This dude, Tyler, Tyler scarf. And he, at the time was like 21, maybe training to become a Navy SEAL, just peak shape of his life. Mm -hmm. And he and I are, and I'm, 34 and not in the peak shape, not of your peak life. shape of my life. Yes. And we we're drinking, playing foosball, playing pool, volleyball, having quite a day. And at like five, four or 5 PM, he's like, let's go swimming. And I was like, yeah. So we go out in the ocean and it's like, we look around, there's nobody else in the water in and the world. Two men <laughs> right. in the ocean. Well, dude, it's, it's going that way. So we, he's like, let's see how far we can swim oh, out. I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, eventually we turn around and eventually I'm like, holy shit, I'm not going to make it. I am just stuck in a riptide, uh, swimming as hard as I can, just gaining like four feet. Uh, and then I look up at the shore and I see my wife, who I think we were married. I, I'm pretty sure we were married then. We got to stay in the same room, so I'm pretty sure we were married. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, I'm, and she's waving to me and I'm like, I'm kind of giving the like, yo, I yeah. need help signal. And they're just, her and her, my father-in-law are just looking at me like, what's he doing? Gosh, he's zany or whatever. <laughs> and uh, finally, Tyler realizes like, dude, I don't know if he's all right. right. And Tyler comes out, brings me in. Like I didn't drown. Like I, I think Obviously. eventually I would have remembered to go with the, the like current. Diagonal. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I think. You hope some, so. Right. I hope so. You hope so. But, uh, dude, I tell you what, I got out onto that water, onto the land, onto the sand. Exhausted. And exhausted. Yeah. And finally catch my breath, five, ten minutes. We go back up to the house. I had the worst headache. Really? I could. And now, maybe it was, like, because of the adrenaline and the physical exhaustion. And, and the, the alcohol. alcohol. Yes. Right. Like, I don't know what. I had the worst headache I've ever had for, like, 30 minutes. And uh, finally calmed down, got another beer, got back to the pool. Well, perfect. <laughs> all, the pool. All's well. Yeah. 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 So, Taylor, and that sounds, sounds like you were fortunate you're with a Navy SEAL. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tyler's my guy. Um, all right. I think we've covered everything. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Pete, anything yeah. to add? I hope so. I just want to add that if we're doing a rating of Taylor's vacation on a scale of one to 10 on fun, I'd give it a zero. 
but I think it would be funny if me and him switched spots for a vacation. And I <laughs> that would be funny. Vacation, and then he went to Ocean City. Now that I would pay for. That. I would pay the $40 cover to see that. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. We'll keep that in mind. Who would do better, Pete with the Tandler vacation or Tandler with the Pete vacation? Uh, ooh. I think Pete with the Tandler vacation. Probably. I think it is. It's a much easier vacation, and I can pretend to be like classy and nice. I don't think Tandler can subvert to my world. I no. don't know, man. I don't know. I've seen him. There's I've seen dark, him do it. There's a dark side to Tandler. <laughs> <laughs> there's a party guy in there. You remember the reviews about 80s Tandler used to just dominate the Shoney's buffet line. <laughs> All right. We got to go. Chick, thank you. Tandler, thank you. That's Pete, $40. thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah. Wednesday OTAs. We'll have a new pod then. If you made it this far, we owe you a beer. Go Caps! Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together.